Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's podcast episode. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard, and for today's episode, I'm feeling pretty festive. I'm pumped. I'm hyped. It is December, which means we can celebrate the holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. Let's go, bitches. Woo! Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm really excited for today's episode because I'm going to be talking a little bit about gift giving, so giving some holiday gift ideas, and then I'm also going to be talking about something that I've been doing lately that has made me a lot more happier just in my daily life. So yeah, let's just get into the content. Not only did the passing of Thanksgiving and the fact that it is December got me thinking about gift giving, but also I just had my rugby team's secret Santa. So a little bit of background on this, I am on my university's women's rugby team and I literally love everyone on their team. They're literally amazing. Um, Some of them I have podcast episodes with and my coach was also on the show, so shameless little plug, you should go listen to those episodes. But that's besides the point. Every year, at least that I know of since I've been on the team, we always do a secret Santa gift exchange. So we all sign up for this little website and it distributes all of our names to people. And then on the website, you can like post wish list things from either Amazon, Etsy, Target. Like you can literally put anything online on your wish list. So it makes it easy for the person who's shopping for you to shop for you. And I think we use a website called Elfster. So I would really recommend that to anyone looking to do a gift exchange slash secret Santa. But yeah. So for this year's Secret Santa, my person was assigned to me and this person, I don't know if they would want their name exposed. I don't think they'd care, but just in case, so the teammate that I got, let's call them Paper. Because that's the first thing I saw when recording this podcast. Let's call this person Paper. So Paper is my Secret Santa person that I'm getting a gift for. And Paper is very quirky in the sense where they don't put anything on their wish list because they think it's funny for people to have to struggle and think. And not in a mean way, but more like a, all right, come on kids, let, let's see what you can come up with type way. And they're like big into jokes and stuff. And so I was like, okay, fork, I gotta come up with something cool for this person. Not only that, but Paper is also the captain of the team and they're a graduating senior. So I really wanted to make sure that I did something cool. And also, they're my friend. So just so many things. I was like, okay, I gotta come up with something cool. And that's when I remembered that Paper loves the show Survivor. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, I also DM'd on Instagram Paper's partner and was like, please, please help. And their partner was like, bruh, I don't know. I don't know. They literally said just figure it out. And I was like, okay, super helpful. But anyways, back on track to the story. So I remembered that Paper loves the show Survivor. And I don't know if you've seen Survivor or not, but it's a reality TV show where 20 some people are put on an island into tribes, aka teams, and they have to like survive and they compete in little challenges with puzzles and stuff to earn like food, water, advantages to stay in the game, right? And so I was like, okay, this is a great idea. So I decided to get Paper a Survivor merch t shirt because I'm like, that would be hella cool. And I feel like who doesn't love a good t shirt? But I was like, 
I can't just give them the t-shirt. That's so lame. I have to put some more effort into it. I have to make this an adventure. Something memorable and goofy for them. Because last year, who had paper for Secret Santa, they did a bang-up job. They did so good. Like, paper was laughing. Like, it was so good. And so I was like, okay, I might not be able to win the funny joke, but at least I can make this entertaining and memorable. So here's what I did. Because... I wanted to stick with the survivor theme. I thought, okay, what's very survivor? Puzzles. Puzzles. So survivor. And so what I did was I wrote on a piece of paper a little riddle like, you know, congratulations, you put the puzzle together. Now I want you to guess who your secret Santa is. And then I cut that piece of paper up into a bunch of puzzle pieces. And then I put each individual puzzle piece into an origami heart because I'm pretty good at origami, and so I was like, this is perfect. And my end result was five origami hearts, and the way that I make origami hearts, you can like open it up, and then inside of the origami heart, I had each puzzle piece, so then they would have to open all the hearts, then take out the paper puzzle pieces, unfold the paper puzzle pieces, and then put them into the main puzzle to guess who their secret Santa was. And (laughs) granted, the second they saw the origami hearts, they were like, okay, this is not a trick question. I know that my secret Santa is Elena. But, you know, it's the thought that counts. And so when I gave them their secret Santa, they like went through the puzzle. They thought it was so cool. And it was great because it really embodied like Survivor, you know, because in Survivor, in final rounds or whatever, the contestants have to put together puzzles to get clues in order to survive and hopefully win the game of a million dollars. And yeah, so that was my most recent gift for Secret Santa. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I think it's a great example of a way you can really spice up a Christmas gift for someone. You can, you know, try and go along with a theme. Like, you know, how mine was Survivor, so I turned it into a puzzle. And even if you're giving someone not a Survivor-themed gift, you could still make it into a puzzle. Like, maybe you're trying to give to your roommate or your best friend or your mom or your dad. Steal my idea. Write clues down onto where the gift is given. You can wrap it normally. And then cut the puzzle piece up and then put them inside of things you know? Or you could give them like three small gifts, each with puzzle pieces at the bottom of it, and then they have to like put it together and find the big gift. So yeah, that was what I did. And once again, it just sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but please, I hope you use this idea or use one similar to really spice up your gift giving, you know? Make it more interesting. Now, moving into the second topic for today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about something I've been trying to be more conscious of lately. And that is how happy I am from my day to day. And what I mean by this is I think a lot of the times people, I am people, I have done this, tend to spend a lot of their life really enjoying weekends and then seeing the weekdays as working days or You know, you just have that feeling of, ugh, I'm so excited, like, why can't it just be Friday? And don't get me wrong, I totally understand where these feelings are coming from, because most of us have to go to school or work Monday through Friday, and a lot of the times, school and work are not that fun. Like, yeah, it's not great all the time. 
but I've been trying to really make an effort to incorporate things that I can be excited and look forward to into every day of the week. So for instance, what this might look like is on Mondays, I have my most busy course load day. So I have classes starting at 8.30 and running until 4 p.m. And I have like a one hour lunch break there. And in the beginning of the school year, I was doing a really poor job of managing work, play, and just taking care of myself. And so what I would do is I would go to my 8.30 class and then my 10 a.m. class, and then my 11.30 a.m. class, and I would go to all those three, and then during my lunch, I would eat, but I would like take out my laptop and work on things. And then after that, I'd have to go to a 2.30 class. And so working back to back to back to back like that wasn't really a sustainable thing for me. I mean, sometimes, yeah, if it's final season or something, you might just have to push through and work for, I don't know, five, six hours straight, But what I started doing instead was I started giving myself permission to not be working. So a lot of the people in my class after our 11.30 class, they would eat lunch. But after lunch was done, because we had about an hour and 15 minutes, they would take out cards and play card games at lunch. And most of the times, I, in the beginning of the year, I wouldn't play the card games. I would just be tip typing away on my computer, you know, not sitting with them, etc. But then I was like, hold on a minute, what am I doing? Like, I love these people in my class, and they're also commuters, which means that they don't live on campus. So the only time that I'm going to get to see them and really hang out with them is during this lunch break. And so I really just tried to calm down and tell myself that, listen, if you don't do your homework or like work on something for this one hour lunch break, I promise you, you won't fall behind in all and every single aspect of your class and academic work. And ever since doing that, it has really helped me because having that fun little game lunch break has given me something to look forward to on my really long, hard days of classes. And it almost makes all the four painful classes, including the early 8.30, all okay because I have something fun to balance it out. And I guess this could also just tie back to the fact that I'm adding more balance to my life. And I'm doing that in all aspects of my weekdays. And this also goes for my weekends as well. You know, when I wasn't balancing my work very well, I would do absolutely no schoolwork on the weekends. Which is fine, because we all need a break. But nowadays, I try and do at least two or three hours on each weekend day because it really helps me even out my work and just be more balanced. And then I'm able to enjoy every single day, not just two days of the week. Another thing that my recent me trying to be more balanced and spread out my work has done for me is help me work on one of my affirmations. And one of my affirmations for this month has been, in order to be happy in the future, you must create happiness in the present. And I love this quote or this saying because if you can't learn to be happy with what you have, anything that you want to achieve or obtain won't actually make you happy. It's like the idea of saying, oh, I, I really don't like myself the way I am. Like, I don't think I'm that cool. But 
if I got him to date me, oh, I'd be all set. Or oh, if I had her, her beautiful body. Or oh my God, if I had her hair. Or oh, if I had his looks, his athleticism, this relationship, this job, an A in this class. Yeah, maybe a promotion or a good grade or a cool ass boyfriend or girlfriend might make you happy. But is it really like true happiness? You know, because what if? You get those things, like you would get every single thing you want, but if you're not happy in the present, you're always just gonna want more. You're gonna want more and more and more, and nothing will ever be good enough for you. And so, yeah, yeah, that that's my managed feel. That's what I got. You have to be, you have to create happiness in the now in order to be happy in the future. That's how I've been existing lately. But. Yeah, that's about it for this week's episode. I know it's a little bit shorter of an episode, but once again, I like to be short and sweet and really get to the point. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and don't you worry, I will be back at you again with some more cool holiday content next week. All right, bye.